Yo! What up, y'all? It's me, it's Shay. And I wanted to real quick tell you about the new show I'm co-hosting with my homie Brandon Jinx Jenkins. It's called No Skips with Jinx and Shay. In it, we talk about hip-hop's most enduring, most beloved, most everlasting albums. Each episode, we argue about the best song, the single best line, even the best lie that was told. It's like the rewatchables, but with rap albums. The first episode is out right now. It's on 50 Cent's 2003 project, Get Rich or Die Trying, which fucking rules. We spent over an hour going over all the best parts of it and somehow still didn't mention that 50 Cent starred in a movie called Get Rich or Die Trying. We did talk about Den of Thieves, though. So, I mean, that's a fair trade, I think. Anyway, here's a clip from No Skips with Jinx and Shay for you to hear. New episodes drop on Thursdays only on Spotify. Go subscribe or go to hell. Those are the only two options. Pick one. And they say he walks around like he's got an S on his chest, but it's a podcast mic and a vest on his chest. It's Brandon Jenkins. Shay, what up, man? (laughs) In this podcast, we talk about hip-hop's most beloved, most everlasting, most enduring albums, and all of the things that make them great. Today, an enterprising drug dealer gets shot nine times and then flips that into a gangster rap superhero origin story. It's 50 cents. Get rich or die trying. Brandon, will you do the smart guy Brandon thing here and let's build the world. Let's give some context. 50 cents, get rich or die trying came out in 2003. What was happening in rap at that time and what was happening with 50 cent at that time? A dude who gets shot nine times and flips that into a platinum album. I mean, has someone ever done more with less? So look, released back in February 6, 2003, get rich or die trying is the debut studio album from 50 cent. Yes, sir. But before we get into this shit, you got to think back to like early 2000s, right? We're living in a rap world that's oddly dominated by Eminem, Nelly, Ja Rule, Jay-Z, <laughs> and the Rockefeller camp. What a lineup. Missy too. Missy too. Missy Don't too. leave Missy out. We can't sleep on Missy, right? So this predates rap as a confirmed commercial juggernaut, right? So there's a lot of music that's starting to come out that's increasingly more and more melodic with glistening music videos and big budgets because rap's trying to become this commercial juggernaut. So while rap's headed towards the middle of the mall, you've got Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent. <laughs> the middle who's of the mall. <laughs> a Queens native through and through. A borough responsible for some of the grittiest MCs and artists we've ever heard. Sticky Fingers, DJ Muggs, yeah, Mob yeah, Deep, and of course yeah, Nas, yeah. right? So before Get Rich or Die Trying drops in 2003, you got 50 Cent who's making music so jam-packed with thuggery and bravado that his reach is known for, right? Music that details crime, violence, drugs. I mean, if you sprinkled gunpowder, heroin, a single phone call from jail, and testosterone (laughs) into a pot and mixed it up, you'd get 50 Cent. A phone call from Jim. What's wrong with you? You're going to hell. You're going straight to hell, Brandon Jenkins. I got to make it to heaven. So look, you'd get 50 Cent and his first unreleased project, Power of a Dollar, on Columbia Records. So the important things to realize here is that the notable record from this joint is the lead single that drops like a year earlier called How to Rob. Oh, yes, sir. details how to mug, jump, and swindle 48 artists, starting with Little Kim and Puffy, and then includes Jay-Z, Big Pun, Missy Elliott, and then ends with Buster Rhymes and Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin is my favorite one. <laughs> hey, you better you better call God's property, Kirk Franklin. You're gonna need backup. <laughs> gotta make it to heaven. So this drops in the summer of ninety. <laughs> I'm not good. I, the God's property joke's amazing. Um, so this drops in the summer of '99 ahead of the album, right? But outside of the music, '50s really in and out of real life shit. 
And in May of 2000, as we all know, he shot nine times, including in the mouth. But while he's in the hospital due to the energy around him and a controversial song called Ghetto Quran, he's dropped from his label Columbia Records and his would-be debut album is shelved. Shay, have you ever heard, had a piece of work that you worked really hard on and it never made it to the light of day? Yeah, the 17 times we piloted this podcast <laughs> and they just threw them all away. Those were, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my debut album that got shelved. They were all classics. None of us got shot. So look, now I can't tell you which percentage of how to rob 50 getting shot or getting dropped is more crucial to what we see next. But 50 goes on a tear with a string of independent mixtapes, as violent as the shooting he survived. And each one increasingly more melodic and more catchy. We get joints like Guess Who's Back, 50 Cent is the Future, and the G-Unit tape No Mercy, No Fear. All of these reintroduce 50 Cent and introduce G-Unit to the streets and to the internet. Mm-hmm. But it's the first tape that caught the attention of Eminem, which then gets the attention of Dr. Dre, and the early stages of Get Rich or Die Trying commence. On Get Rich or Die Trying, 50 raps with the weathered war-torn perspective of a veteran army general, but with the enthusiasm and ambition of a rookie looking to make his name by challenging the league's best. It's like Allen Iverson crossing Jordan, but instead of a basketball, he's holding a grenade and a 50-round <laughs> okay. clip. Okay. All right. So across 19 tracks, 50 delivers one of the most singularly aggressive and unapologetic rap debut albums we've ever it's heard. It's awesome. It's awesome. For you number fiends out there, Get Rich sells 872,000 copies in its first week and then another 822,000 copies the following week. If you do the math, 50 Cent, pretty much went platinum in like 10 days. In a pay period, in one pay period, he went platinum. Right, not net 30, right? This is a guy <laughs> who was blackballed from the industry and almost assassinated in front of his grandmother's house, goes platinum in about 10 days. If we look at it now, it's the 10th best-selling hip-hop album of all time. As of last year, it's been certified platinum nine times. It's considered one of the best albums of 2003, let alone the decade, and is one of the best debut albums of all time, so much so that for all he's done since, the energy of this single album still manages to propel him forward almost 20 years later. Shay, what were your first thoughts when you heard Get Rich or Die Trying? Have you ever heard an album so intense and violent ever no i had not the thing that i remember about this album was the lead up to it because this was like mtv was around that was like a big a big big thing somebody would show up on there and they'd be like hey we care about this person now everybody cares about this person 50 cent is incredible in these interviews he's just incredibly charming once he starts talking you're like i love this guy whoever he is you hear his music you hear how to rob and you're like man this is so much fun this was it was like a, <laughs> it was like a throwback to the song that biggie had about r&b women one of my favorite rap stats of all time is that no rap album that has come out since get rich or die trying has sold more copies than get rich or die trying 50 cent That's was crazy. The, was the exact right person at the exact right time with the exact right album. He was this exceptionally charming new era gangster rapper with this massive pre-album mythology. And we hadn't had anything like that in, in, in a few years. And so you take that plus again, this is 2003. People were already burning CDs by that point, but digital file sharing and the internet had not fully upended everything in music like it would later on. So those two things together, plus you add Get Rich or Die Trying, which was you listen to it one time and you're like, this is a beautiful album. It's smart. It's vicious in the most likable way possible. Like he somehow made it sound fun 
to like threaten to shoot someone's mother's house. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm having a great yeah. time listening to this right now. You know what I'm saying? So all of those things equaled up to this moment that nobody has been able to replicate since. He just this, was this colossal force. As soon as he showed up, everybody was like, man, that guy is a star. You know what? I, everything you're saying, it's like I'd never really seen someone that was so fully baked by the time we saw them. Like he was just ready to go. And he had been through it. Yeah. And it's in all the things that we talked about. It's like, yo, you get shot nine times and live to rap about it. Like, yeah, I think you're going to come with like an immediacy and intensity. Like if he he rapped like if he if he was going to get shot again after this and he had to just get it all out in one one take one go. I found out that he was doing some of these songs like in such a short batch, he had done like five of them in a single, like, you know, yeah, in like yeah, a yeah. couple of sessions with Dr. Dre. I mean, this is a dude, I think that's so singularly focused when you listen to this album, it's kind of one note. And I think that's probably one of the critiques of it, but it's also like, you can tell that this is a singular vision from a guy. He's not even so much like trying to impress as much as it's like, he's on a, he's on like a run for like vengeance. You know what I mean? It's like taken. Like, he's like, yo, like, <laughs> he's Liam Neeson. Like, I have one thing I want to accomplish here. When I think about the rollout, I think back to being in high school and Wankster dropped. And it was like, this was on Hot 97. This was like the only song they were playing. It was so melodic, but so insane what he was saying that we were like, it felt like you were listening to pop music, but it felt like, you know, pop music that like had sh been shot out of a handgun. It was like, oh, these things don't go together, but... They go together. And like you said, you mentioned it was um, the height of the CDR era. And I had used my dad's CD burner and I was like, all right, like this, this was so bootlegged. We had it early. We had it on Napster, LimeWire, whatever the shit was back then. And I remember thinking, damn, I'm going to start to sell CDs. Everyone wants this. So I down, I saw, found the track listing online. I downloaded the songs without ever listening to them, just downloaded them all because I had the track <laughs> listing. Burnt, listened to press play on the first one. It was like, okay, cool. Heard the little uh, coin, you know, spinning and pressed up 20 copies already to go to school. I was charging like five bucks for them. I was selling <laughs> okay. them all day. You know, I'm like, all right, I made a hundred bucks in 2003 as like, you know, like a 14, 15 year old. I'm like, all right, like I'm, I'm rich. You're a millionaire. Um, the next day I come to school and this kid, I'll never, uh, Andrew Bradley, uh, I sold him a hey, copy. Fuck of, Andrew. Hey, Andrew, I don't know where <laughs> you're at, man. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're listening to the ringer.com. If you are, man, uh, shout out. Press, uh, make sure you listen to the mid-roll. So anyway, <laughs> I sell Andrew this album. The next day he comes to school and he's pissed. We're in the lunchroom and he's like walking oh, up, like inv invading my space. He's pissed off and he's like, like he wants to fight. And I'm like, and I'm looking at Andrew like, yo, do you, do you like the album? He's like, yo, dog, <laughs> it's the same track like 19 times. What the fuck? And I was like, what? He goes, you didn't listen to this shit, you dummy. <laughs> I learned a, I learned a lesson in entrepreneurism that day. Like, actually listen to your product. I ended up having to burn Andrew a free copy. He's the only one that complained, though. Like, everyone else was shook. Everyone else just ate those 19 tracks that were just the same song on repeat. They were all like, they were all the first song on repeat. Proof yet again that you have been the man your entire life. You just Damn, sold this. homie. You <laughs> In high school, I, mean, I was the man, homie. Let me say, let me say two things because I mentioned um, about how no album had sold more copies since Get Rich. Like technically, Which is insane. I suppose technically that's not all the way true. Speaker Box, The Love Below, came out a little bit after, like later that mm, year. But yeah. it's a double album, so they got 
double credit for each one sold. So I'm going to say that that's still correct. Um, the second thing, I never understood the one note criticism of like, oh, this is all 50 Cent talks about. Like, no shit. Like, we don't get mad at Shaq for playing in the post only. You're right. You, you, you're built to do a thing. Do the thing. Why would you do something else? If you, if something as insane as getting shot nine times happened to you, wouldn't wouldn't that kind of focus your life on guns and and violence? Like wouldn't a little that? Bit. A yeah, little wouldn't bit. that change your shit? So I I feel you. And then when you hear songs like what, like Twenty One Questions, they're still <laughs> absolutely insane. But he shows some range, and I think the illest thing about Fifty was like he flexed the ability to be like. I can rap about the same thing so many times, but as long as I got a different hook and a different melody, you're going to bop to it. And I think for a dude had been who had been pushed to the outskirts of rap, he really, this album is like a testament to being like, I'm right, you're wrong. Watch me do this thing you said wouldn't work. You thought I was too gangster. I'm going to be gangster with a melody under it. And you're going to, you can't avoid me. Imagine being the dude who dropped him and turning on the radio. For Imagine real. Imagine being that for guy. For real. You got to be, it was probably Andrew. <laughs> that's my guess that's who it was imagine being the person who, who fought <laughs> back against 50 cent and watching him dominate for the next 20 years insane 50 cents voice is like his secret weapon it's yeah. just so wonderful to hear it sounds to me when i listen to it it sounds like he's talking through his teeth like it's like he his, like he's holding his mouth shut and he's talking like that the whole time. You know when you when you <laughs> if you're like playing basketball and you sprain your ankle during basketball and you take some time off and you like heal up and your ankle feels better and you go back out there and you start playing again, but you're nervous about it and so you're sort of nursing your movements so you don't tweak it again. Like that's what it sounds like to me when Fifty Cent is talking. It sounds like he's holding his teeth together while he talks. Because he's a little bit nervous that if he opens his mouth, his teeth might fall out from getting shot in the face. Shay, I've I've never sprained my ankle because again, I've been the man since high school. So I don't exactly <laughs> know what you're talking about, but I'm gonna just like try to imagine. But yeah, he's I took it as him almost like he's rapping almost like he's like he's angry and he's like trying to hold back from telling everyone. Yeah. Just fuck like just saying fuck you and then next song. Fuck you and then the next song. And I think the crazy part is realizing that his voice changed after he got shot. Like if you hear How to Rob yeah. and some of the other stuff, a little more high pitched, a little more um, uh, clear, but it's also this weird draw that he develops that kind of makes him work in other regions. Because we forget too, since yeah, the early exactly. 2000s, this is still regional rap where there's a West Coast sound, a Southern sound, a Midwest sound. Um, and 50 Cent pops up in this New York market that's really sort of like, doesn't like a lot of different variety at this point in time. And he's sounding like he could blend in in any scene. And it's nuts. He has the line later in the album where he sort of diagnoses it himself. And he says, I, I sound Southern, but I'm from New York. And like, that's yeah. exactly right. You're like, oh shit, you're, that's right, 50. You, you know what you're talking about. 50 Cent is great on this album. I think probably some of that's got to be like working with Dr. Dre, who just has the ear of all ears and is yes. finding those things you do that maybe someone might say is wrong. And Dr. Dre is like, nah, lean into this shit. Like, yeah, and I'm going to yeah, yeah, give yeah. you that sound that just makes it feel like, like everything he does is cinematic. And this feels like 50 Cent, like cinema. Like this is 50 Cent in IMAX 3D. 